Paul continues his defense before the Jewish ruling council. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and we're moving on today in our study of Acts chapter 23. Today we're going to be looking at verses 6 through 11, and this is Paul continuing his defense uh, before the Jewish ruling council. Um, And so uh, in verses 6 through 11, Paul appeals to these men on the basis of his own official religious resume prior to coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And we'll see how that plays out. But before we get into the word, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. Uh, Father, we come ready. We come hungry. We come waiting for what you have to say to us. Father, open the eyes of our hearts that we might see and perceive Uh, through the lens of your Spirit at work in us, residing in us, teaching us, instructing us through your Word to the benefit of our growth in grace. We give you thanks, Lord, and uh, we're grateful for this time to pause in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's Acts 23, 6 through 11. Now when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial. And when he had said this, a dissension arose among the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledged them all. Then a great Clamor arose, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' party stood up and contended sharply, We find nothing wrong in this man. What if a spirit or an angel spoke to him? And when the dissension became violent, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him away from among them by force and bring him into the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage. For as you have testified to these facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. Now, at the end of the passage, we uh, get a little foreshadowing of what's coming next for Paul, as the Lord uh, appeared to him and stood by him, telling him that his testimony for the gospel would take him to Rome. But there was something brilliant Paul did uh, when he was standing in the midst of that council. And I just think about this. Most of us would be stressed and scared and nervous. But Paul was in his sober mind. He was brilliantly working his way through this, completely in tune with the Spirit of God. And he realized he had an opportunity here. That the people making up this council were both Sadducees and Pharisees, and that they both had very different views of the spiritual life, very different um, theological foundations upon which their views stood. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, nor did they believe in spiritual things per se, spirits and angels and demons and the like. But the Pharisees did. And Paul stood there, (laughs) and in verse 6 says, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial. In other words, he was pointing out the conflict between his views 
as one who was born and raised a Pharisee, and the views of others on that council who were Sadducees, who denied that those things had any merit. And so then a clamor arose among the Pharisees and Sadducees in the ruling council. (laughs) It got so loud and so boisterous and so potentially violent that those uh, in the crowd, uh, recognizing the direction the dissension was taking, asked Paul to be... um, taken by the garrison to the barracks so that he might not get torn to shreds. (laughs) So um, what a a powerful moment. Now, Paul was just so brilliant in what he did. He knew that he could get them arguing if he um, explained his resume to them. And, and if he made the accusation that the charges being brought against him were religious charges on the basis of what he thought and what he believed. And then the argument ensued, and Paul was removed from the situation altogether. And then Jesus came to him in a vision, uh, as uh, this verse 11 tells us, standing by him and told him that his testimony in Jerusalem would continue on to Rome. So there you have it, my friends. Um, I wonder when we're in a tight spot, when we're in a tough situation, if we would simply slow down our thinking, if we would simply focus on the Lord and and being in tune with His Spirit, if God would give us ways of navigating um, ourselves through those situations, much like what Paul experienced here. He took the situation, and then he took the facts of his own journey, and he used those things to his advantage to get out of this tight spot. And the Lord helped him. And the Lord is always looking to help us, and He's given us all that we need uh, for the moments that we find ourselves in. And He will especially equip us in the moment with what we need uh, to get through the moment um, with His grace and mercy leading us all the way. Well, so be encouraged, and uh, may we be more like Paul in the situations we find ourselves in and the tight spots we wind up in uh, where we really do need the Lord's help. Uh, Be encouraged today, my friends. Thanks so very much for taking time out of your day to study with us. And I pray, as always, that this time would be of great benefit to you spiritually and that these words would continue to resonate in your hearts as you consider them today. God bless.